Seven. I love your name. Thank you. It's so edgy, pun intended. Yeah, Can you indeed. elaborate a little bit on uh, your name? Um, sure. I mean, if you want me to elaborate fully, the full name is Edgio4, um, oh. which ironically enough means I've heard I that speak name the truth. Oh. It does, right? Which is yeah. such a crock because I love he, he teasing people. He's very, he's a very big teaser. I mean, that's where he fits into this crowd pretty well. You gotta be, well, okay, you gotta like be that. very careful around him. And it's hard because, because Becca, my wife, is extremely gullible, so I have to control myself at home. <laughs> which means that when I leave and I come here, I get mm-hmm. to say anything I want to Becky, and she has yes. to believe it. Here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. I am sitting now in Long Beach Island, New Jersey, where it wasn't earlier... very um, it wasn't very buttery. Well, no, because I'm like a bit I'm... embarrassed because we have a guest who's just like turning down the butter. <laughs> You're yeah, on like last week's was super buttery. I can't buttery. believe it's not butter. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm on my I'm on my cell phone, so I don't I don't think it has the range to fully capture the butteriness of the voice. I would say I'm a little bit more of a sugar-free syrup today. But earlier today, on Long Beach Island with my in-laws, we went to the Long Beach Island Pancake House, which is really one of the greatest pancakes on the planet. And we all walked in wearing our Long Beach Island Pancake House shirts. And the new owners, this really nice guy, Victor, and his wife and daughter came up and spoke with us and welcomed us and took a picture of us for the website. And can I, we're wait, super... can I take a wild guess? Who got everybody the shirts? So it was my idea last year with Allie's sister and Mare. Shocked. And then this year, Allie's dad encouraged us all to wear our shirts to our breakfast. So anyways, <laughs> this is the most you've ever asked me about me. So anyways, being the guy who runs the pancake Because I'm making the fun table, of you with undertones. Yeah. That's with, being, being the guy who runs the pancake for the table, Instagram and Twitter, going to one of the great pancake metas of the world, I feel like that has to be my, my top of the show comment. That being said, uh, I'm also joined here by my sisters, Lily in the Canary Islands. How are you today? I'm very good. I'm like choking on my own words because i'm still laughing from to chatting with our guest a few minutes ago um, yeah the, the pre-show very, the pre yes the, pre, the pre-show is going to be like a, a bootleg that can never be heard and never be released but um i'm good my brother-in-law and what's so funny is that when i keep saying my brother-in-law to people here they're like vlad your brother-in-law who works at pixar who lives in california why would he want to move there why would he move here and i'm like no obviously not vlad it'd be my spanish brother-in-law from barcelona you dummies like everybody has asked like like becky and vlad got divorced and vlad is moving here <laughs> that's like where people's heads go which is hilarious and no so my other brother-in-law my husband's brother moved here yesterday so i'm pretty excited pretty stoked that's awesome that's great. Mm, yeah, he's great. your he's your Charles in charge or your he Carlos, Carlos Carlos uh, Agarro. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Becky who has brought with us her guest, but first Beck, mom is visiting you. I've already made mom angry like the one time every five years i make mom angry happened on your watch hope you're happy well probably instigated by do you, you. Want, do you want some backstory as to why mom is angry though well no, no to be clear I mom's angry you to tell the story that had me literally like some pee leaked out so, the other day the story. Um, i want that well, hold on a second wait let me just preface that i called becky to wish her a Shabbat Shalom. I forgot mom was in California because who can keep track of where our parents are traveling at any given time? Anyone who's listening who knows that about our parents is laughing right now because they know no one ever knows where they are. And yeah. I have this like 20 minute conversation with Becky, which was really great. It was great to talking to you, Becky. Really, it was really awesome to, to chat. And then mom got very mad at me because I didn't ask to speak to her. Yeah, she got really, she got really mad. But uh, that's because about two weeks ago, Mom cracked the screen of her phone 
and has been uh, debating what to do. Should she get it repaired? Should she get a brand new phone entirely? And we spent on Friday like a solid two hours discussing all of the options, all of the costs. What should she do? Ultimately, she decided instead of um, doing, uh, sending in like an insurance claim and getting the same phone, which is an older phone, or spending tons of money on a new one, she was just going to fix the screen. Spent a hundred bucks, had the screen replaced, no problem, she'll wait until she can get an upgrade. Perfectly fine. Wait, how did the story go? Oh, wait, so... <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'll tell it. So, mom cracks the screen of her phone, and she's trying to decide if she, what she should do. At one point, she's thinking, well, maybe I'll just call the insurance and pretend I lost it, and then I'll just get a new phone. Flash forward 12 hours, she completely loses her phone anyway, so she's calling in to make an insurance claim on the lost phone. She then finds the phone that she's pretend fake real lost and decides, <laughs> in, in my car, and then ultimately decides she's not going to claim the insurance on it. She's just going to spend 100 bucks to fix the screen, no biggie. Next day, I go to work. She goes to fix her screen. It's the end of the day. I'm trying to reach her. I call her once. It actually goes straight to voicemail. The other time it goes straight to voicemail. Finally, third time, she picks up and I go, Mom, what's what's going on? Like, what's why, why aren't you picking up your phone? Do you have bad reception? She goes, oh, well, you know what happened. I'm like, no, I don't know what happened. She goes, I got home from fixing the screen and then I dropped it in the toilet. <laughs> and um, then two hours later, she decided to put it in rice. Surprise, surprise, the whole thing is fried. So that's uh, oh, the really? first, yeah, no, her but, phone But when died. you told it to me, I'm just going to say, like, when you told it to me, you said that you called her and she's like, you're like, oh, great, mom, you got your phone fixed. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad you can hear me. And you're like, why? Because I dropped it in the toilet. You're like, come on. That's what it was. That's what it was. Sorry. I couldn't remember how, what okay. actually happened. But the point is that, um, so... but I actually have a better mom bit just quickly in case you want to edit that one out. Um, mom arrives on Thursday and says, you know, I've been listening to the podcast and I'm learning so much about you three. And I go, oh, what have you learned? She goes, well, I can't remember anything. Which is <laughs> also a great mom line. Um, and, anyway. And, and, and we can confirm that dad does now listen. He, he can is. Can we? So we yeah, have he to confer- monitor. He and, I talk, he and I talked the other day. He listens. He's listening regularly. I showed him how to use Stitcher. So, um, so. Anyway, so proceed I, accordingly with caution. Uh, with having, stories you tell. Having mom here has been great. She then got very mad at Shy because after she dropped her phone in the toilet and could not receive or make calls, Shy did not try and reach her through alternate means, such as calling her Pitching. on yeah, calling her iPad, and it just kind of led to a whole thing. But um, anyway, it's resolved. We're here. It's resolved. We're having a great visit with her. That's awesome. Well, we promise our listeners on this show a few things. We make certain commitments. One of them is that we won't be too nice to each other. Another one is that we will never talk about things that are timely or important or serious. That being said, Becky has a friend, Edgy, who is uh, who we'll introduce in more detail in a moment, who offered to come on the show uh, to talk about two very, I think, significant movies. Um, equally uh, important films. Equally, equally important films culturally in society. Culturally relevant. Culturally relevant. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and he is an enthusiast of both films, uh, the first being uh, Shrek 2 and the second uh, being Black Panther. So, uh, Becky, how about you introduce our guest, Edgy? So this is my my dear friend Edgy, who is best known for being grumpy, but also well dressed. So I find his nice shoes make up for his sour attitude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what he does for a living is irrelevant because it has nothing to do with movies, and it's confusing and slightly boring. But he himself is an interesting and uh, and and fun guy to hang around with. Who, he seems um, like a cinema enthusiast. And he wow. is. He's a cinema enthusiast, but the same way he's very picky with his friends, he's very picky with what he watches. Which brings us to the uh, first topic of conversation. Although, before we, we introduce, let's introduce Edgy properly first. Hi, Edgy, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, the usual level of grumpy. The usual, just, just yeah. the standard level? Yeah. yeah standard level of Ed, perturbed. Ed, Edgy, just so our listeners understand, usually we 
um, we usually like will tweet at a famous person and ask them if they want to be on the show or some lifelong friend of ours who we, you know, has sort of like a natural relationship will invite on the show. Um, uh, you're kind of different because Lily and I, up until the pre-conversation still had no idea how my, <laughs> our sister knew you and you kind of came on through your own sort of offer to us. So I was wondering if you could maybe explain what brought you here today. Sure. Um, so I guess backstory is I really don't like podcasts in general. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome until, until. So what you're saying is you're on. never going to listen to this. I, I have actually listened to this podcast. This is the only podcast I have willingly listened to in my entire well, life. And that includes all the hundreds of ones that my wife has played in the car that I tune out and sing in my own head. So I don't have to listen to the people's voices. <laughs> Um, so so yeah so backstory i don't like podcasts becky tells me you guys do a podcast it's lovely you know the usual talk up the stuff um i give it a shot and i am actually pleasantly surprised when i hear shy likes one of my all-time favorite shows and movies oh so coincidentally in an episode that you heard he mentions it well, he uh, he mentioned Shrek, I believe, but he also mentions uh, one of the great classics of American TV, uh, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, absolutely. Uh, yeah. In my top, in my top five shows of all time. I it's agree. serendipitous then that you were on this episode. Exactly, and so I was like, I okay, a, I'll do it. Um, it's a later. I'll do it if it's a good episode. You guys have to talk about Shrek too, and that's when Beg is like, oh, I actually love Shrek too because he's smart and you know intelligent and wise, mm-hmm. like all Shrek two listeners or lovers. Um, and so I agreed to do it. She's like, but you have to come talk about Black Panther, uh, which I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. I mean, I think that's a version of the story. And since we don't want to waste a ton of time, I don't need to start arguing with, with our guests and defend how things went down. Excellent. I, would. Um, I like this version of the story because it said so many nice things about me. <laughs> it's yes, such a huge difference for you, Shai. So different from the rest of your life being praised. Yeah. All right. Um, so Edgy is willing to discuss Black Panther with us. If we also talk about Shrek Two, I invented the tradesies, by the way, with this Ooh. with this Shrek Two Black Panther thing, mm-hmm. and then you guys stole That's my bit point. and turned it. Into <laughs> so I'm waiting for my check in the mail. Okay. To be fair, uh, you probably heard an episode where we talked about tradesies, and then was like, "Beck, do you want to switch? It's called switchies or something." So I think you will us I, a check. I actually heard that after I proposed the tradesie. <laughs> really we can we can negotiate i later. guess we'll never uh, know uh, yeah. uh, okay so all right so let's start let's start with shrek 2 um now i would argue so let me let me set the let, some, let us so we're gonna pitch this we're gonna make the case to lily and becky who have not seen this movie we have this is, i mean i've seen it but i think in 2004 when it came out i i i just rewatched it on the beach um so class classic beach activity sit and watch a movie a movie <laughs> look some people read books i don't see what the difference is between reading a book and watching a movie you're right <laughs> so here's the thing Fiona the princess in Shrek 1 has proven that she is in fact not a human princess but the big reveal is that she is in fact an ogre and the ogre that she was turning into every night was actually her true self. She learns that that's her true self and falls in love with Shrek who's also an ogre cut to the beginning of Shrek 2 and it starts with another backstory a backstory of a handsome prince fighting his way across the land of far far away to save this princess who has been turned into an ogre. And when he arrives to save the princess on the ogre, who the princess who is also an ogre, he finds the wolf from Little Red Riding Hood laying in bed, going like, hey there, how are you? Saying that the princess is gone, she's on her honeymoon with Shrek, and this fabulous, you know, handsome prince is is quite upset. And so then you flash forward to one of the great music montage in film history, the the soothing sounds of Counting Crows accidentally in love. Oh, that's from which, Shrek too. I was uh, yeah. I was gonna say the thing that it has it going for itself mm. is the accidentally in love, which was nominated, which was nominated for, for an Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Uh, 
and it shows them on their honeymoon and their honeymoon in the true, very funny way that uh, the Shrek movies at their prime were able to do has a lot of subtle pop culture references, including um, an upside down kiss in the mud that looks like the kiss from Spider-Man, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Right. a the throwing of the wedding ring up in the air and her catching it on her finger like Lord of the Rings Um It also has a scene where they're on the beach kissing under the water like in From Here to Eternity. And when the water retreats, a mermaid that looks like Ariel from the Disney movie is laying on Shrek and kissing him. And then Fiona comes and picks her up and flings her into the ocean. And I think she gets eaten by a shark or something like that. (laughs) And then it ends on this great romantic moment after they've run away from an angry mob with Shrek and Fiona in a bubbling hot tub of mud farting in the hot tub together as the Counting Crows song drifts off. And they return from their honeymoon. And this is when the plot really gets going, which is that uh, Fiona is summoned back to her family's kingdom for Shrek to meet her parents. And the fairy godmother, who is played by Julie Andrews, let's be clear, um, Maria or... Edelweiss from Sound of Music. By the way, Sound of Music, that is a reference, Sound of Music, for Lindsay, once again, who is happy about our previous Sound of Music reference. So Julie Andrews was actually the person who was manipulating things behind the scenes the whole time to make Fiona look like a princess so she could get her son to marry the princess. So there's like a big reveal that opens up the universe of Shrek from the Shrek universe. So that is the, What's the, the setting big reveal that she was never a human that princess. She was, no, that she was that the very godmother Becky seriously was manipulating the whole thing. Yeah. That's the big reveal. Manipulating that, what whole thing? The whole oh boy, first thing. I, okay. I think you got to watch the movie, Becky. All right, whatever. Yeah. Got it. Big so big edgy, reveal. Edgy, edgy, why don't you why don't you jump in here? I feel like I've set it up a little bit. What In what my head your... I'm like you had me at counting crows, people. <laughs> From my from our previous episode, we, we know. all know that I was serious about getting tickets to see them this summer. Well, so there. edgy. Yeah. What 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 case? So now that I've set up the storyline here for Shrek Two, what are a couple of the key points that you would make as to why this one is great? You know, it's funny. I always thought the. I mean, Shrek One was nice and cute and funny. It was a good way to introduce the characters. You know, like I loved Pinocchio. Um, but I thought Shrek 2 was great because it reminded me in a, a little bit of coming to America. And I always thought of Prince Charming. Uh, Prince, if, if you kind of like, you know, if you have bad eyesight, Prince Charming, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charming kind of looks, looks like, like a, a paler Murphy? version. No, of um, Eric LaSalle, the lover. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so I always thought the whole, you know, she got summoned back so the parents could meet her husband as like, you know, Prince Akeem getting summoned back so that, you know, Earl Jones Jr. could meet his wife. And so that was like, it was, it was a really random, I watched it on Painkillers the first time. So that probably Shrek makes Shrek 2 or sense. Coming to America? Shrek 2. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I watched it after having a foot surgery and I was like, this movie is amazing. And then I watched it again later, like 10 or 20 more times. And I was like, it's still just 10 as good. 10 or 20 more times. I owned three copies of Shrek 2 at one point in my life. And then a roommate stole one to give to his nephew. And the other one I left with my little brother. Oh, that's kind of you. But, but oh, yeah. what really rings true for you? Like, what, where, On what level do you connect so deeply with this film? Is it the characters? Is it a per- certain story plot? Nah. Is it the humor? What what? The, really I mean, I, I love you. the humor, but the thing that, that really, I guess, grabbed me was the, it, it was it was sort of like, it, you know, it, it was presenting the whole socioeconomic issues in a really funny way in that, you know, her family is, is this one type, you know, the, the, the kings, they're rich, they're famous, and then she brings home this guy that's not really what they expected or what they wanted, and so the whole, you know, the whole fight between them trying to get them and you know prince charming trying to get fiona to marry or you know to, to get in with him and then shrek fighting to get her back or to keep her and then and then shrek changing himself and then, yeah, exactly he physically he changes himself he like he goes to whatever lens he can just to fit in so that they'd accept him and then at the end you know he goes back to normal because it's not really needed but i always thought that was a really um interesting take on that whole on the whole issue 
And you know, it's 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 not something you see immediately when you watch the movie, but you know, it struck me as as very uh, very insightful. Wait, so what the hell is Shrek one about? It's just I'm him. I'm trying to get I her. I literally, I literally just summarized it when we spoke before. Oh, In okay. Shrek one, there's a princess in a castle who's human who every night turns oh, into an ogre. Okay. And in part two, she's an ogre. But then they all switch yes. back to being human, and then yeah. realize they still want to be ogres at the end anyway. I mean, the cool thing about part one is Shrek is just a really grumpy old man who's trying to get people to leave him alone. Oh, and so that's the only reason so he goes to you... get her is to get people to leave him alone. So you personally connect with Shrek? I, of course. On like a very 100%. core level. I'm working to get his body type also. I know. Yeah. I do know that. Yeah. yeah. I'm very uh, so, so I would, I would also add that one of the things I really like about a good sequel is I actually can't stand origin stories. Like I'm so sick of them. I'm so glad the last Spider-Man movie didn't have an origin story at the beginning of it. And starting the universe in the second part of the story where you had the opportunity to build the the world a little bit made it a lot more fun like i was getting the inside jokes it gave you room to introduce some new characters let's not forget lily's husband starring as puss in boots that is true he did a really, ha, good, ha, job. Ha. Did a really, really good, good job, job. i when I watched it with the kids, Lily, I told them Tio Jose played Puss in Boots. And but what, what, and but what about the it? novelty of all of these um, fairy tale characters kind of being tuned in, turned into like crude, funny, wacky, you know, bits? Oh, super, super does that creative. does it stay fresh in part it's, two? It's still. I think it works better in part two because in part one, I think so many of the gags were that. In part two. The story, in my view, is driving it a lot more, and then the gags kind of float in and out of it, but they don't have to set up the fact that they're okay. in this sort of crack so fairy tale world. It's really in part one they have to hook you with all these gags, and then in part two they can be more story forward. I believe it's part like one I, is the one where they're they're torturing the gingerbread cookie, right? The gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah, like that's a so. great way to introduce a character that plays a role later on. Like that, I was on the floor with that one when I saw it. <laughs> Uh, the other the other thing I would say is that similar to Superman 2, and this is going to be a segue, we'll get to Black Panther soon, uh, s- s- similar to Superman 2, the better villain, I think, is in – the better villain with the higher stakes It's is always in, in the sequel. Shrek 2. But it's in all sequels. You always – And she's a more meaningful villain to the overall story because – what you learn about her is that she has been a driving force uh, in both movies without you realizing it. And she's got super duper magic powers and ambitions that are, that are, that are quite large. That to me is basically she's general Zod, but the Terrence stamp general Zod, not the (laughs) one from Brooklyn that what's his name played Michael Um, Shannon. Just Superman. (laughs) Superman. As an, as a, as a, if we could do a quick, I'm going to give you the kryptonite. Call L. I'm the bad guy. Can I can I just do a quick epilogue for you know what I I can shout back to this at the beginning of the of the episode. I got a text from mom, but um <laughs> sorry. I don't mean to to interrupt. Did you find her phone? Oh no no, it's amazing. FYI, the only thing that got fried on my phone was the new screen. Can you believe that? The battery, the motherboard, the other electronics are just fine. Joe is going to replace it for sixty five dollars. As I would say in Cuba, que mierda. By the way, Joe is Venezuelan. <laughs> Classic All right. mom. Classic mom. Okay, so um, now wait, we're... I just, wait, I wanted to say something. Okay, That, um, speaking of the fact that it's Antonio Banderas, as mom would say, in the movie and not my husband, I just thought you guys should know that he did the voice in the Spanish version, the Latin American version, and the Italian version. A fact you may not have known. And in the Fairy Godmother's Factory, that song I'm not that, like, big on. When they, like, all the potions are flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, That that rock song is kind of lame. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. But just let you know that one of the potion bottles on the conveyor belt is marked Viagra. Podcasting with Lily is like pop-up video for another <laughs> it callback. Is, right? that, that is amazing. Tons of random facts. That's amazing, Lil. Okay, so, all right, Black Panther. Edgy, you want to set up Black Panther? Uh, or, 
Sure. Or how about this? How about this? Here's here's the story with Black Panther. To to take to be serious for a moment, we we all saw. Well, I saw it when, right when it came out. Uh, truly one of the best movies I saw all year. Definitely among the best superhero movies ever made. And I you know we mentioned that as each one of us have seen the movie. Lily's great quote about Black Panther was of course that as the movie started and they showed the other Avengers in the opening titles she made my mom promise none of the other avengers would be in the movie before she proceeded with watching it thereby ensuring it would be a decent film a good yeah. and and she liked it uh but i think as becky noticed as becky had noted previously being a couple of jewish kids uh, white jewish kids from montreal we felt that Going deep on Black Panther without uh, bringing somebody uh, who could at least speak to it from a, uh, their own personal identity would be, uh, I would say, not a uh, maybe not a waste as, of a chance to to chat to, about the movie. It, exactly, and we recognize Edgy coming on that you are not representing every single point of view in the Black community that could possibly have a view on Black Panther. But being a friend of Becky's and an enthusiast of this particular movie, and your offer to 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 come on as a guest if we talked about Shrek 2, we figured this would be a great opportunity to give a little bit more context to Black Panther. Um, so, Even though I, I wanted to kick it off with just, like, without getting too serious, if that's okay with you, Shai, just the, like, basics, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, like, I, I absolutely, like, let's, we can go deeper, but just as a Marvel movie and then as a movie in general, people's opinions and thoughts because Shai and I were talking and, and I was like, yeah, like the casting was amazing without incredibly important cultural significance. Let's put that aside for a sec. The casting was great. The costumes were phenomenal. Like it's so rare to see a movie that's like, you know, just the same kind of schlocky, I don't know, action hero stuff and just the colors and the costumes. I was so blown away. Um, I love the the actors. Uh, Michonne from Walking Dead is like one of my favorites. I love seeing her in a movie and not just as that character. Um, she's amazing. And um, yeah, it was awesome. And then Shy and I were chit-chatting about the fact that like maybe the weakest part of like acting casting character was the Forrest Whitaker part. That like Marvel has this tendency to like have to cast like one very important actor in their films, and it's exactly what takes away from the movie. Like you can't look at Forrest Whitaker in that movie and not see him. Like it's kind of that was maybe it's it's like Anthony Hopkins at Thor. Right. Um, Like who are we gonna Hannibal Lecter for God's sakes, people? So, <laughs> uh, uh, so all that being said, Edgy, take us to it. Black Panther. Why do you like it? Um, did, did you see this one on Painkillers also? No, uh, no, no, no. I saw this. Uh, I should have been though. Could have. I been. saw this during one of our combined uh, nanny share movie nights, mm-hmm. uh, where Becky and Vlad came over to. I mean, that's a huge lot. You had already seen it in the theaters beforehand. I saw it in the theaters beforehand. Um, and then pre- I that Becky's and then, and then reordered the Blu-ray, and he was so excited. He did, like, the day it was released pickups. So you didn't have to wait for it to be shipped to his house. I don't trust UPS with So he stuff. actually, like, left work early to pick so, it up from so Best yeah, Buy. I, yeah, I so to Best basically... Buy so basically what I'm doing with Super Troopers 2 yes. is what I Edgy's did with Black Panther. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, the funny thing is I didn't enjoy it in the theaters as much as I thought I would because I was still stressed because I was leaving work. Oh, and yeah. I was trying to – I was like half answering emails from my during the movie um, oh, because okay. I had a meeting right after the movie was done. So I like I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice preview, but I already knew I'd order the DVD and I was going to be watching it at okay. home. So I, I was okay with that. Um, but anyway, so Black Panther, I, I, I agree with Lily. The whole the costume part was amazing because it's the first movie I could think of besides Coming to America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's on my mind today. Where you see like actual like culturally accurate um, costumes, or not even costumes, just outfits. Where you know you, you see. Uh, Everyone's wearing, you know, it's it's not just from, you know, a generic African looking outfit. It's it's, you know, shirts and pants and dresses and hairdos and, and it just it was a very culturally accurate movie. Right. It's not superficial. Yeah. And, and so it didn't feel it wasn't like an offensive thing, like, oh yeah, these guys are pretending to be from some country in Africa. It's like this is sort of a, a representation of what African culture would look like on the big screen. 
Um, so I thought that part was amazing. Um, you know, the casting was, was, yeah, ignoring all the cultural magnificence, the casting was great. The story was great. The, the special effects were not like super over the top, even though it's like a futuristic society. Um, overall, yeah, I just thought it was a really well done movie without even going into any of the background and the cultural significance. And then I have a question, though, going mm. into the cultural stuff. The way that Wakanda is portrayed, right, as it's secretly being this very technologically advanced, wealthy, safe, secure place, as like this, you know, this hidden gem of Africa. Did you have any sort of emotional reaction to that fantasy, you know, yeah. to that to that fantasy that was created by the film? Yeah, on, on, so I guess the first thing is, you know, you know, going back, you always heard the stories about, you know, El Dorado and um, Atlantis and all these places that generally Caucasian sure, yeah. explorers were looking for to find, you know, just some magnificent source of wealth or power or energy or whatever it is. And I thought it was really cool that they had this mythical, amazing society in the middle of Africa where everyone, the people that knew about it were looking for it and everyone else just had no idea, but it was something that was sort of kept hidden by African society as like, this is our gem and we don't want it to be exploited by anyone else. So I thought that was great. Um, and then, you know, like Becky and I talked about this sort of uh, a few times where it's really good for young people, kids, or even, you know, old adults to, to have some sort of, um, I don't want to say mythical creature, but like a superhero or something to look mm-hmm. up to, right? It's like, like this person looks like me and they're amazing and they're saving the world. And, and so theoretically I could be amazing and save the world. Right. And it's crazy to come starting in Germany. I think it, it's to me It's amazing. It comes down to that. Like so, there's somebody on a big screen that looks like you yeah. that as in like not maybe that much more complicated, yeah. and, you know, to be obviously very brief, but and then, Sorry, continue. No, and then, and then conversely, it's it's also really important for people that don't look like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like that, so that they can look up and be like, you know what, this person doesn't look at like me and they're amazing, so maybe other people that don't look like me are also amazing. Because you think about all like the, you know, in Marvel movies or in superhero movies or whatever it is, all of the evil characters tend to be darker. Like in Thor, Loki's dressed all in black. He's a white guy. But, you know, black shirt, black suit, black outfit, his sister and then and Thor Ragnarok also dressed in black. So it's always sort of assumed that darker hued characters or darker attired characters are the evil ones. And so I think besides the fact that, you know, young black kids can look at Black Panther and say, look, someone that looks like me is, is a source sure. of good. Young white kids can look at Black Panther and say, you know what, something someone dark is actually a, a good person. And so it sort of combats, you know, the the implicit bias you know on, on both levels from a young age so in general i i see black panther was universally loved i mean i i don't know anyone who's seen it that hasn't thought it was fantastic if, if anything the only time i've heard a criticism of it are just huge huge superhero nerds who get really into the sort of esoteric details of superhero backstory and and mythology and all of that correction it actually did horribly in china they said it was too dark oh. There's really? a whole lot of articles. They said it was it was way too black. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So there, except I think you've corrected me there. So everyone um, loved it except let, China. Uh, so let's so let's well, let's just talk about I guess in the United States and I'm sure there are pockets I guess of people who didn't like it, but in general this was critically acclaimed and unlike the Last Jedi, which is I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, which is a sore spot for me. The the critical acclaim and the fan acclaim is well is is matches up what do you think about this particular this particular movie about the way back panthers characters convey that made it so so um acceptable for people to both people who the characters look like them and the people who characters don't look like them to love it was it simply it was a great movie is it because to, you can connect it to chala is it because the each of the different characters well, yeah, represented before... something I think it's funny that you said that because before Edgy answers, I'll give him a chance in a second, that you and I were talking about, we were like, if you really think about it, though, he's, like, not really the best character. He's great, but you end up loving the movie because his sister, she's awesome. There's all these other people, and, you know, feel kind of bad for him. In the end, he's like, all right, he's a cool guy, but... Whereas, you know, in so many of the other superhero movies... Wait, hold on. 
Can we get back to my question? Yeah. Edgy. Why do people connect to Black Panther of all different backgrounds? I think it's the the growth each character shows. And it's funny you said that, you know, T'Challa wasn't the best character. I actually thought Killmonger was the best character. Um, mm-hmm. Because Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the the whole cast is amazing. Yeah. And the thing is the story is not driven entirely by T'Challa. It's driven by each character sort yes. of pushing their own their own piece of the story. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it like everyone can identify with one person in the movie and be like, you know what, I love that person. Where it's not like you have to love the main character. And they all have there's nobody else. Yeah. Well they they all have and I think this is where it's different from other superhero movies, is that instead of it just being like one you know, white man being the center of the film and everyone plays such minor roles here, all the side characters had really meaty storylines and roles to play and were very much involved in the superhero's success. Yeah. You know? It wasn't just like smaller supporting roles. And even better is that every character sort of had a broad range of emotion showed throughout the movie. So it's like... Even the, yeah, even the like other tribes. Yeah. And then the tribe that stays, I don't remember their name, the The ones that that are not... Yeah. They're yeah, like, they're like not that part tribe of the was group. very cool. That was like yeah, the even people. them and their relationship. This is like a very minor character, but, but yet it's somehow very believable. But I do and have kind of ropes you in. I do have one issue with the film. Shy, when can we talk about that? Well, uh, well, hold <laughs> yeah, on. Shy. I, let's yeah. Well, hold on. I just. <laughs> I, I think so character development is one of the big themes that we talk about in the in our in our love of a movie. Like if there's a little character development, we're suckers for that. And I think Edgy really articulated this in a way that I haven't heard someone articulate it before. Because not only do they have growth, they each have these huge moments of conflict when you think about mm-hmm. it. Of 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 loyalty to the different elements of their society, of their own journey on what on what they're on what they're trying to achieve. And I think that is another thing that really makes you identify with them. I'll, I'll also add back to the Chala piece and to tie this back to the Shrek 2 conversation, which is that I know Impressive. Lily has never, Lily Impressive. has not gotten all the way through Marvel Civil War, but T'Challa no, uh, had it's art. The Winter Soldier. No, uh, what, Civil War doesn't Civil matter. War. It's all the same. Whatever. T'Challa has already been introduced into the story. If you're watching Marvel movies now, maybe not a lot of people had hadn't seen. I it. know his in dad a, in dies a very at the minor, end of one of but them. Significant way, yeah. yeah so they get blown up. The dad so dies. You're also not weighed down in this movie. His character is almost freer to let the other characters evolve because you know a little bit about him already. You've seen him in action. You've seen him be uh, a terrific combatant and team member fighting alongside the Avengers. You've seen his father get killed. You've seen what he stands for. So there's been a little bit of an establishment of that in the universe. So you can spend more time on all of these other people, which again, when a sequel or at least a continuation of a story is done, right? This is how you, how you do that. And, and can we also just say that the women in this movie are super badass? They're and I so feel like you better. just don't get they that. They're so like, much better in this sorry, movie than in like, any other Marvel I, movie. Like they're such Norman, another level. Love her. She's amazing. And it's really awesome that she was like a neurophysicist, scientist, surgeon, or wherever she was. Great. But she does not hold a candle to any of the women in this movie. And it's not her fault, it's the way they wrote the character. This, um, yeah. I love that there was no like damsel in distress BS yeah. in this yeah. movie. None of that, and the, all the female characters were really interesting and strong, and had vital roles to play in, in you know, Black Panther's success. And they existed independently success. from him. Yes, they did. There were like their their development wasn't tied to his actions. It was their you know their distinct characters and people, and they do what they need to do, and they make their own decisions, sort of you know, regardless of what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. So, okay, so, so all right, now let's can talk. I say my, now can I we, say we my? Get, I think we can talk about flaws now. I think okay, we've... flaws. Go for it. Becky, okay. Becky, your permission. Please go ahead. Thank you. I am the youngest, and so you never know. I thought I was the youngest. Are you younger than me? I don't know. Are you? No, How I think you? you're like a month older than me. 84? What, what month? December. You're you're oh, November. Okay. You're a month older than me. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, so, um, okay, so my one, my, my one issue is that at the end of the film, spoiler alert, you might want to fast forward a minute or two, at the end of the film, I mean, when, honestly, I'm literally when, the last person who when, saw this movie. When the tribe, when like when the when uh, when the tribes 
you know, the, that, like, Civil War starts or whatever it is. You know, Michonne's boyfriend and the Rhino tribe. I, I, was talking about, I was totally talking about that with Shy the other day. Okay, so my, my issue guess. with that is that they, you know, they have this hundreds, thousands of year history, or however long the history is, of these, of the tribes all being together and working under, you know, T'Challa's line and the Black Panthers. And then, like, that Killmonger's in charge and all of a sudden... I- yeah, they but I turn think that's on so him? good. No, yeah, I don't think it's good. I think ha- what they needed. The United, to... I feel like that happens in society. Excuse like, me. I think that's a great Excuse me. Can I finish my point? Mm-hmm. My point is that I think where they could have done that better is they could have earlier in the film started, you know, you know, putting in those threads of of disagreement and resentment and anger and and that they could have they could have woven that in stronger so that the moment in which they turn on T'Challa you be, it's more believable and for me it just felt too it felt too um contrived. yeah contrived right contrived and also easy. like you know mm. it, it didn't give these characters and these tribes enough credit it made them seem very easily manipulated and I would like to have given them more credit than just oh there's a new guy in charge we're gonna now turn on T'Challa Whereas Michonne, I don't can't remember her character's name, but his, you know, I his mean, warrior lady. She should not be referred to as anything other than Michonne. From anyways. Walking Dead. She's from Walking Dead. That's her character name. In and yeah. anyway, she is she, she amazing with him. And, you know, anyway, so that's where I think they, they could have laid more groundwork earlier in the film with uh, resentment and anger. But, you know, that could be bubbling between between the different groups. I agree with that. Okay, that's my one flaw. My 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 only flaw really is I I think Forrest Whitaker not only <laughs> who's a great actor but he takes you out of the movie. I think his yeah. he, his character is the only one that bordered on a caricature, um, and uh, whereas all the other ones have this depth. Uh, I, I you could yeah. So to me, his casting and his his effort, frankly, like I've I've been kind of annoyed at him since he was in Rogue One. So, um, and I love him as an actor. I love him as an actor. I mean, I've seen so much of his stuff. It's like when they I put feel... John Cusack in like these weird serious roles, and you're just like, no, I know who you are. Like there's these certain kind of actors that take you out of a movie if they're not cast exactly right. John Cusack to me is one of those. Okay, John uh, Cusack, Forrest Whitaker, what... got it. Uh, um, And then the other thing, and this isn't really a criticism, this is actually one of the things that gives the movie a credible strength, but at the same time I was like, oh, I can't believe it, is I thought Killmonger was such a great villain, and and Michael B. Jordan is truly like one of the great, great, great actors around right now. I was just so, spoiler, spoiler alert again, I was just so bummed that they killed him. I understand how it served the story. But I just wanted to but see like, more and more and more really of him. What if he's not dead, maybe? I'm maybe sure he's not dead. You don't see him die. And I know there's a whole bunch yeah. of, like, whisperings about, oh, is he going to come back for Black Panther 2? Or, or, like Loki. Yeah, People in, theory, love him. in theory, they could save him yeah. with technology. So uh, I like the part, that, yeah, he's an amazing character, and him dying sort of served their purpose for the movie, but the fact that they don't actually show him dead. You could just, like, sneak him a little was, Black was Panther really, juice yeah, and was, bring him back cool. to life. Yeah, for sure. Or get him to the lab. And they're and basically going to see how well he read with the audience, and then they'll decide. Yeah, um, flexibility. Yeah, okay. I thought Killmonger was was a particularly amazing character and actor and story, and I also liked how it really tied it. It tied the whole fantasy superhero story to the reality of our society mm-hmm. and the flaws in our world, especially because we live, you know. The next town over is Oakland. It's mm-hmm. like this is literally where we live. So I like anyway. that. I love the ending. Uh, but yeah, going back to what Becky said is I would have gladly traded ten minutes less of that big fight at the end, which I know they have to have because it's a Marvel movie and they need to have a massive fight scene. But I would have taken <laughs> a, a ten minute shorter fight scene for ten more minutes of either Forrest Whitaker development, you know, like, before, like, when he was that undercover yeah, spy. Yeah, yeah, Just set him back then so that, yeah, it, it sort of builds his character. It builds the I whole agree. resentment. And just, you know, sprinkle 30 more seconds of, of, of the whole, you know, tribal backstory, which mm-hmm. it's understandable tribes don't like each other. And there's, there's one ruler. Um, but it would be nice to get a little bit more development of each tribe and, mm-hmm. and their competing 
um, thoughts and desires and pressures so that at the end it feels a little bit more complete. Um, and one more thing that I particularly loved about this movie um, that separates it from all of the other superhero movies is that the superhero, you know, superpowers of T'Challa and Black Panther are transferable. Mm-hmm. Anyone can be the Black Panther. If that you is, deserve it. it. Right, that is so cool. Yeah. I just find that so cool that, like, yeah, he's special, but not just because he has these superpowers, but because of the type of fighter and leader and person that he is, you know? And it's it doesn't, not just because he has these, you know, that, superhero That ritual powers. combat is awesome because, yeah, they strip him of his powers. It's like you have to prove yourself as an individual before you're allowed to become this mythical figurehead. And I thought that's just, it's way better than, you know, Superman comes up and as long as he sees the sun, he's great. Or like the typical accidental experiment. Right, right. Or if you're a multi-billionaire who has a secret cave, you can build all sorts of technology. Do whatever you want. Like, yeah, this is, you have to be a really good Mm -hmm. person and a really, you like, you have to be strong, you have to be smart, you have to be good. And then if you're all these things, you can become Like Captain America is basically just chosen because he was a nerd. They're yeah. like, oh, maybe yeah. he's nice because he's nerdy. Well, okay. I, I will say, I will say, it. I will say, he volunteered for it, and it's I don't, never been under, never been clear to me, but why Steve Rogers survived that and almost no one else did is one of the great mysteries of maybe because he's a good Marvel. Person. Yeah. So it could be because he is Steve Rogers. So, All right, let's All right. let's wrap up our discussion of Black Panther and do a quick go around of MVPs of the movie starting sister, with sister, obviously. Yeah, sister. Agreed, sister. <laughs> Always a sister. Sister. I'm going Killmonger. Okay, good. All right, good, cool. reasonable. The, the Killmonger is by the t-shirt right. She's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, to me, the to me, Shuri is the greatest um, new Marvel character, you know, added to the story overall mm-hmm. in all of the movies. For a lot of reasons, one, she's hilarious. She's super smart. It's fun to finally see a every one of the superhero movies has a tech person, but I don't think they've had anyone that could really rival the character and the smarts and the charisma of Tony Stark until mm-hmm. they brought in Letitia, right? True. And I think Shuri now is the first one. Like, Spider-Man has some tech-savvy, and the Hulk is a tech-savvy guy, and everyone has had scientists on their team, but not until not until her has there someone that I think can fill up the joy of the audience the way mm-hmm. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. can. I have someone so, that gets close. Hmm. Um, have you ever seen the the horribly wonderful show Arrow? Oh, dude! Oh, I, I love I that watch, show. I watch all of them. Like Clearly, you and Shy need to get together and watch some TV together. Shai, you want to go on vacation together? Yes. Are you uh, kidding? And just watch. And by just the way, Edgy Edgy doesn't like to do physical stuff. He doesn't like to go for hikes or walks hikes. or anything horrible, like that. I have a horrible foot. I don't do hike. You know, right. anything right. involving Ed, feet, I don't do. Edgy Edgy, we're going on vacation together. Wait. So wait, are you talking? Are we talking Felicity Smoke? You know it. Now She's let's talk about person. people. When you talk about people that you identify with, not only is Felicity Smoke amazing, but she's Jewish. So you know <laughs> that's when I watch a show. So edgy, you definitely I identify like, with her. I, I, so I feel like I, I feel like someone represents me. When every once in a while they'll randomly have that actress like say a Jewish prayer or mention a random Jewish tradition, it speaks to me. Um, so on the subject of CW shows, this is this can be our epilogue here. So I watch I watch all of them, and I just started watching Black Lightning, which I don't think airs on the. I think it airs online. I'm not really sure where I, it airs, but I, it's I've on, heard of it. I haven't watched it yet. It's so it's on. List. It's it's on Netflix now, and mm-hmm. I immediately like loved it from the beginning, and I would love to have you watch it since you're a fan of the CW shows and come back and discuss it. So it stars Cress Williams, who is in both Heart of Dixie and Prison Break. And it's it's super. I absolutely love it. He's and like, it's un- you lost me at Heart of Dixie. <laughs> I haven't seen either one of those. I haven't seen that. Oh. But no, I, I'm, but I'm going to watch it. Check, check, check it out, because I loved it from the first minute. And it would be really interesting to have a conversation about Black Lightning in the context of uh, of Black Panther because they and coming to America, and coming to America <laughs> sure. which is the, the movie that ties all movies together, obviously. Uh, and uh, but but it, it, it's yet to I, it seems ambiguous online. If somebody's listening and knows this, it, I think it takes place in the Arrowverse or at least 
is can take place in the Arrowverse to the extent that Supergirl does, even though it's uh-huh. kind of in a different dimension. So I would very after now I'm halfway through the season and I'm loving it. I would love to see this show connect to the Arrowverse because yeah. I would love to see these characters mix it up with the Arrow team and with Team Flash and all of that. So, mm-hmm. anyways, all right. Well, yeah, all random, that. So, so you know about Black Lightning, and this does tie back to Black Panther and just black superheroes in general. Are his powers permanent or are they removable? Uh, I am I am not far enough into the show to know the full extent and backstory of his powers. What I do know is that he has a certain amount of powers, but they they can harm him, and so his suit his suit and the technology in his suit is part of what makes him both able to channel him, but also not experience the negative impact. Okay. And I would say that the 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 powers, I don't know if they're transferable from him to someone else, like if someone else wears the suit, but one of the things that's revealed in the first episodes, this is not a spoiler, is that his daughter has a different type of superpower that I don't know if it's connected to him or just she happens to be born with him, but but his daughter, there's a, there's a great storyline. His daughters are both two main characters in the show, and they are really interesting to watch, and the one that is discovering her superpowers is is really a cool character uh, but i'm not far enough into the story to know i'm only about halfway through the season but i i really love i i really really love it so no, the, edgy yeah. the, the reason edgy, i asked was because um going back to you know the whole transferable power thing um and i'm blanking on the name of the the superhero this is one of the few times i was really upset um with uh god i'm, I'm struggling what's the daredevil actor's name or ben uh, Affleck. not daredevil deadpool Right. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. What was the other superhero he was in that bombed? Green Lantern. Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. There you go. So the original Green Lantern was a black guy who had his powers in from the that comic ring. book. You mean? Yeah. He got well, his powers John, John, through the John ring. John Stewart. John Stewart. Right. No, that's, that's a the... Jewish guy from TV. No, no. no. <laughs> it might John... be. I, yeah. Are you telling me the original Green Lantern character is a black dude? Do you remember the cartoon? Do you remember the the Green Lantern cartoons from like 20 years ago? Where it was like like superhero, Batman, you know, Aquaman, all the Avengers, all the superheroes. And the Green Lantern was this big muscular black guy. Him. Mm. So John Stewart was a Green Lantern, but there are many Green Lanterns. Right, there's like a whole universe, a whole group of them. Right. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the one in the cartoon. Becky pulled it up here. Yeah, and so I just thought it was really cool that, or interesting that his powers were also technically transferable because if he didn't have the ring, he didn't have those powers. And Black Panther's powers are also transferable because if he doesn't have the serum, yes. he doesn't have the powers. And I was like, it's, it's, it's a cool thing, but I always found it interesting that the black guys didn't have permanent powers oh. while the white characters that are superheroes. Uh, damn, did. that's a great counterpoint. Um, that is really yeah, interesting. Really I, 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 I will point. say black lightnings don't, don't appear. I, they haven't fully fleshed that out. So I'll, but, well, but it doesn't let us appear. Know, Cause I'm definitely not watching that show. <laughs> it, 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 it definitely appears as if they're in him somehow i don't okay. know if he acquired them but they're but they're in him um okay so that was my recommendation for what we're watching and, oh, and i'm also checking out our 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 friend of the show mike roberts the amazing animator who does dallas and robo he directed another show called final space and i started watching that and that that's really cool too and that's on tbs um right. i downloaded the whole tbs app to check that out so those are the two things i'm i'm watching these days um, I am watching this HBO, uh, new HBO show called Barry with Bill Hader that he like created it and he stars in it and it is and Henry Winkler. so funny and Henry Winkler is at like an yeah. all time level of He's greatness in this show. amazing reviews. Um, really? He's so okay. good yeah. in it. He's so good Because you, you had me at Barry because I thought it was about Barry Goldberg. No. But if it's also good, but it is very very funny. I do highly recommend it. Um, it's dark. It's a dark comedy. Um, but it's just, you know, it's 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 very good. That's all I'll say. You know, it's a different kind of comedy. You 
the acting is fantastic in it and it's very well done uh so i'm watching that on hbo and you know still still got got my little chuck fix every day uh and feeling good oh oh wait and and i watched um two nights ago i watched this netflix special um hannah gadsby nanette it's I want to say it's a comedy special, but it's more than a comedy special because it actually goes to a very dark place at a certain point, at certain points. And so it's more of like a performance slash comedy special. She talks about her experiences being, um, she's from Australia and being a, a lesbian growing up in a very, you know, conservative time and town and, and time, uh, you know, um, and, uh, and her experience as a comedian and then just kind of the darker parts of her, of her life that you know she's lived through and it's uh, a kind of an amazing wake-up call call to action hilarious deep thoughtful um special that i really recommend everyone watches cool cool um i'm watching a, a show that i don't think is on american netflix so haha take that american netflix sure, we have the one thing we don't have it's called Money Heist. I don't think you guys have it. Shai has not been able to confirm to me if you have it. Sounds British. Um, like a BBC show. Yeah. No, no, no. It's they're it's in Span. They're Spaniards. It's oh, Spanish it's Spanish. Show. Oh, it's oh. like a Spanish show. Oh, um, but the, it comes because my Apple TV is in English. It appears to me as Money Heist, but in Spanish it's called The Paper House, and it's about like the, the whole at least the first season is about. Um, a group of people who don't know each other who've, who've been recruited by this one guy to rob the like the mint where they like make the money or they print money. Is that called the mint or something? Sure. Yeah. I think it's called the mint. Yeah. Or, or the Bureau of Engraving or the Bureau of Engraving. It can be if you will. And so the way that the whole it gets like slowly revealed as you go through episodes. The first episode they're already like robbing, but it's um they they work on it for five months. So it's like flashbacks all the time, and um, it's supposed to like be over a few days that they're planning to rob this. So it's like a very complex story, and it's it's pretty good. So I'm enjoying that. Um, and most importantly, the big reveal: I have finished Chuck season one. So Ooh. my franchise is gonna be watching some Black Mirror. Okay, send me the episode. So we're gonna have to, yeah. Pick a Just time give and place. me email. This is a good week for me to do it. Maybe I'll even watch it on my long bus ride back to uh, Washington tonight. Might have to. Um, and I am, yeah, pretty annoyed to say that Chuck is uh, pretty good. So... Season two gets better. <laughs> season two is better. Yeah, Yo. but I'm not gonna go full. I love it so that I can do a different tragedies for season two. That, that's fine. No, hold out for the tragedies <laughs> season two. But Becky, mm-hmm. just this that episode episode two season one. I mean, episode one of season two has some of the best music yes. in TV shows ever. Agreed. Uh, oh yeah, I gotta rewatch it. So good. Chuck, uh, um, so edgy. Uh, yeah. What about you? Recommendations? Um, what are you watching? I've actually kind of tapered down on my TV watching. We're, we're watching um, Parks and Rec because. Uh, Becca, my wife, had never seen it, so I'm rewatching it with her. Ah, that's, that's a solid. That's a solid yeah. rewatch. So that's, that's good. good. And then we're, you know, besides the the usual dance shows on TV, mm-hmm. um, I haven't been watching as so much TV. I'm, I'm actually working. I started reworking on my book, so that's my. Uh, that's what I do at night now when she goes to bed. Your book? Yeah, I've been working on a book for. You're a couple writing years. a book. I'm writing a book. You know he has like a novel. He's also a break dancer, and he plays guitar. It's a combination novel, like semi biography, um, life lessons, a little bit of everything. It depends on my mood each day. I'll write a chapter. I'll delete a chapter. Wow, that's very impressive. Well, but, I want to make fun of, of you and then stop myself because it's actually impressive. Well, you can make fun of me. I will. I'll write a chapter about yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shred you. Thank you. There's, <laughs> is there going to be? Is there going to be a whole chapter on? this appearance on the podcast this might actually warrant a chapter a whole chapter although i i feel bad because the first like eight chapters are just like satirical biographies of my closest friends <laughs> from when i like different phases in their life and so when i met beckett and they're like oh have you read edgy's book uh and she's like i knew i was writing a book where's my chapter she to this day does not have a chapter because i find it very hard to put it like the same way I can't draw her, I can't seem to write about her. So, Edgy, I would say this is that I've written a number of songs in my I life with say, my musical life partner, Howie. 
Howie, and I've written songs about uh, uh, Lily and Jose, about Becky's daughter, about my own daughters. And Allie always says to me, where's, you know, she said always, every once in a while she said, well, where's the song about me? And what she doesn't know is, or she doesn't realize because I, I tell her to go back and listen, is that there are many times where I've directly referenced things about her in songs. And I'm like, well, you just got to listen harder and then go listen to all the songs. <laughs> Careful, he's you definitely going to start you, using that. Uh, you, you tell just me. Listen harder. And, and, and so I think you can just tell Becca, read the whole book and find out where you are. She hasn't <laughs> seen it in a couple of years. So, I, I, I took a, like a three-year hiatus, maybe. Actually, maybe four years. Um, and I just started getting back to it like two months ago. That's awesome. That's very cool. Um, okay, so uh, with that, uh, uh Edgy, do you, do you want people to follow you anywhere? No. Do you do Twitter or Instagram? Or... <laughs> I'm on I'm on now. Instagram. Uh, no. No, that's okay. Uh, I want okay. to know my Instagram name, my handle. I forgot. No, I, I'm not on Twitter anymore. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right, follow him Becky. here on the podcast. Yeah, follow, when he, when, follow when me he through Becky on the podcast. Yeah, um, exactly. Wait, when do, do we do shout-outs after this or before? Oh, you're right. I forgot shout-outs. So why don't you shout-out to your wife now, yeah, like, a good, like a good husband. I'm going to shout-out my wife, Rebecca. <laughs> uh, yeah, so shout-out Rebecca, shout-out Ben and his girlfriends, Miri and Becky. Um, <laughs> my my brother-husband, Vlad. I'll let Becky explain That's part that of our big you. love family. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's about it. Um, okay. I'm going to shout-out to my cousin, Shelly, who created a, a chat in the family that's just reactions to the podcast. So that is commitment and love. Um, and so shout out to her and our other cousin, um, Devin, who apparently is also uh, listening. Um, um, I, I forgot. Oh, I have another shout out. Oh, wow. uh, Everyone with the um, long winded shout outs this week. All right. I never have any. So then we have a new listener that is apparently going around to like people in Montreal um, oh promoting us, oh which is awesome. And uh, he introduced our podcast to a colleague of his who has a photo website. And he's going to be a new listener, so I figured why not pay it forward. And his website is called Hossam Sadek Photography. And it's beautiful, beautiful nature photos. So I said right. I'd give him a shout out. I like nature photos. Thanks, cool. thanks, Sam. Um, I remembered my shout out from last week. Remember, you got to me, and I was like, I don't remember. I remembered it. Um, so I want to shout out to cousins Jeremy and Emily for watching a quiet place with me last weekend. So that's last weekend's shout okay. out. What was it good? <laughs> listen to the episode, you'll find out. Yeah, it was good. It's worth watching. Okay. It's 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 worth watching. I'll listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's my last week's shout out, and tune in next week for this week's shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shy, who are you uh, shouting out to? I'm just gonna I'm gonna shout out to cousin Vanessa, Aww. and uh, and all right, back to okay. So Edgy doesn't want to be found on the internet. Becky, where can people find you? Uh, paper BK princess. Uh, yeah, come on, tweet at me. Start a conversation. Let's hang out. And recipes. At oh, everydayout.com. Um, everyday but you know, I'm gonna be honest. We haven't posted anything in a Give while. All oh, right. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but Doesn't you can still go there for the back uh, for the back catalog. And recipes. over to Lily. Where can people find I you? am at G Gomez on Twitter. Said it properly. And um, yeah, I agree with Becky. Just tweet at me so that I tweet back. And I forewarn you that I like my own tweets by accident. So <laughs> just a thing that happens. <laughs> and you can follow me at Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow all of the Pancake for Table stuff at pancakefortable.com. If you just like the podcast or just want to tell people about the podcast, please send them to FridayNightMoviePod.com, and through there you can catch us on a non-Apple device or an Apple device if that is what you choose. And please leave a review, a good review, as Lily says. You don't even have to listen to the podcast, but listen to her. Exactly. I always say, leave a five-star review, and if you have time, give us a listen. (laughs) And if you know how to do it on Google Play, let me know. Yeah, tweet at us. Explain to us how to review on Google Play. We can't figure it out. that, That would be great. And then I will this week be putting up a new episode of 
behind the behind the music and taping uh new we're actually going to tape an episode about metallica this coming week Ooh. which i'm very excited hmm. to tape like so that 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 episode won't come out for a little while but we are we will be taping that one so i'm a lot of uh, i'm very excited to do that that behind the music was amazing and uh i think that's it i think the music will kick in and we'll do some some dancing in our chairs everybody dancing edgy used to actually be in a dance group so i'd like to see some moves can you pop and lock no yeah, you can. I, You're so I full of it. A, I know you know how to I pop took, and lock. I took a pop and lock lesson from Shabadoo himself. I am beyond jealous. You can tell me about this on our vacation. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Later, guys. Right, Have a good, good week. Good episode. Are you right. heading back to Shy to DC now? You're going to rush and Soon. Okay. Soon, yeah. but you have to say goodbye so I can end the episode. Oh, and then we bye. can chat. I feel like Becky doesn't really, really, Becky doesn't know how the episode's end because she always hangs up before it's Say well, bye. I usually am really you hungry or the baby's crying. No. Or Say bye. Or you definitely don't because the last time we were like, fine, you're like, guys, don't hang up. We're like, we never hang up. Okay, let's do it. Okay, bye. Ready? One, two, bye. 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 I love you. Bye. I love you. I guess my only question is, is there someone that's going to talk about Shrek from a... You know, like a cultural uh, you perspective. You say that we're white. Oh, from, that's fine. From, like, from, from, a fat, from a fat guy perspective, I was fat. I was fat for two years, and when my liver went bad, I started to turn green. So. Okay, that works. Okay, so we're, we're covering all the bases. I just don't want to feel like the Shrek the actual people. show, we'd be viral. I'm just saying. We might get hate mail, we'd get hate mail but we'd be viral. Well, Edgy's going to take it to another level. Edgy's keeping it real. <laughs>